Joining me right now is Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison, who successfully prosecuted police misconduct in the death of George Floyd. And he's joining us now on the heels of a recently released Minnesota Department of Human Rights Minneapolis police force engaged in a pattern of racial discrimination. How do you react to the release of this report, sir? Well, I think that it is the kind of document that we all have to stop and we have got to take heed from the recommendations in it. Are you surprised by the report? Oh, no, of course not. Um, I think the only thing that is a little surprising is that somebody says out loud and writes in clear language what so many people already suspected for years and years. So it's not surprising. But I am one who feels that I'm very grateful for the report because, you know, objective people took two years to go through fine detail uh, to establish and document this serious problem that people, but let me just tell you, I tell you this, this is a wonderful report and I support it, but I think it was in 1994 that um, a police lieutenant named Mike Sorrow uh, went to a civil trial and a jury found that Minneapolis police had a pattern of deliberate indifference. Yeah. So uh, Lieutenant Mike Sorrow was accused of uh, excessive force. Um, the city was going to settle, and he went on TV and radio and and said, "Oh, we should not settle. We're going to win. You know, we I didn't do anything." And they did go to the jury, and the jury did come back. And I think the the award that the jury gave the the plaintiff was in the neighborhood of $800,000, if my memory serves me right. Mm -hmm. And the jury made a finding that there was a pattern of deliberate indifference. So I guess, you know, that that means to me, I mean, here's the thing. If we're going through that in 1994, and now we have this finding again, I think that the powers that be in our community might want to say, we should take this problem seriously. And, and I'll just say this, you know, um, we spend over $70 million in police misconduct lawsuits. Mm. Uh, we've seen now massive civil unrest sparked by police misconduct. Shouldn't we, as prudent guardians of the public dollar, start making reforms that will make these kind of tragic situations less likely, right? It seems logical, but it's interesting. This this decree to me sounds as if, or the report, I should say, is the uh, part and parcel to just dismantling systemic racism. And that's something this country has been trying to do for years and has so far been unsuccessful. Well, we've been more successful some places than others, right? So, like, if you look at the city of Newark, New Jersey, that is a city that used to have a lot of serious problems with police. And yet, under the leadership of Raz Baraka, son of uh, Amir Baraka, they have made substantial strides. They have cut down on deadly force encounters. They've actually gotten more effective when it comes to public safety. They've taken more guns off the street. They have more regular citizens who trust and respect police and therefore cooperate with them and therefore have a safer city, right? I think that it's important for people to know that when you have a pattern and practice 
of unconstitutional policing, mm-hmm. it erodes trust. And when you erode trust, people don't report crimes. They don't cooperate with police. They do not respond to subpoenas as much. They don't call 911 as much. It, it simply is not good for public safety to have a bad relationship between the police and the community. It's just not a good thing. It is in our, If we want a safer community, we should work on police misconduct and try to solve this problem, as the report says. We're talking to Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison. And on that point, a consent decree, can you give us a layman perspective on what the consent decree means and what are the activities of it? All a consent decree is, is when you file a lawsuit, the other side can say, we didn't do nothing, we're going to trial off. And, and, and they have that right. Um, but a consent decree says, you know what, you're right, we kind of did what you said, now let's work out how we're going to mitigate and resolve the situation. So we are going to consent to get into an agreement where we're going to do these things and then we're going to make the situation better. That's basically what it is. So the state now is in negotiation to reach a consent decree. Uh, I know the city of Minneapolis, uh, many people who work there are interested in a good resolution. Uh, and, um, and yet, you know, it needs the support of the whole city. I mean, you know, um, as I've been saying for a long time now, we're going to be better off if we take some reform measures. And others have said we, did, we don't need to change. Everything's fine. And, and so my hope is that this report will help some of the reluctant elements in our community, some of whom are very powerful and well-to-do and have a lot of political power, mm-hmm. will be more inclined to say, you know what, let's, uh, let's change some things. A consent decree is how Newark made some substantial um, improvements. They didn't do it all on their own. I mean, they didn't, I mean, Newark did not vote to improve itself. It needed a federal intervention to force it to, you know. And so, you know, that's sad in my opinion, but they did get there, you know. Um, Now, this is a state consent decree. I know now there's a federal investigation regarding Minneapolis Police Department. There probably will be one then. My prayer for the city is that they lean, the city leans into the process of reform, that we say, okay, we got an issue and we're going to do something about it as opposed to deny and fight everything and never, you know, I mean, that that's just going to prolong the pain. And, you know, heaven forbid we end up with another tragic situation like George Floyd, Philando Castile. Um, we don't need any more of that. Exactly. Final thought, is this an indictment on the two previous chiefs of police? The problem is not who's to blame. The problem is how to, how to solve the problem. I don't want to fix the blame. I want to fix the problem. I'm here to say... Rondo did the best he could. Harto did the best she could. Mm-hmm. They both fired bad officers. They did. They, you cannot say they didn't. They did. And yet the problem persists because we, because the, there's a cultural problem. There is, the cultural norms of the institution are that, you know, are what are, what are written in that, in that document and what were found in 1994. I mean, if you do something, let me tell you, if you're a St. Paul police officer, and, and Chief Axtell catches you doing something that's against the law, you're probably going to be in a lot of trouble. Can that same be said for Minneapolis? I think we both know the answer to that.
Well, I mean, Derek Chauvin had 18 prior complaints. He was not one of the top 10 most. He was not one of the top 10. There are people in their 20s. They got 20 complaints. They got 25. And they're walking around, not changing any of their behavior at all. So this is a wake-up call to Minneapolis. Do you have a final thought for our Twin Cities audience this morning and those who are listening around the world? Here's my final thought. There are people who wake up every morning, put on that badge, put on their black jackets and all their police equipment, and they truly want to help people. Mm -hmm. They are devoted to helping the victims of crime. They're sensitive. They're brave. They want to help people. And yet, they have to work next to some people who are not there for that. For the sake of the, the majority of officers who want to serve well, please help us clean up this department. A better relationship is in our grasp if we just will take the opportunity. Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison joining us this morning. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to share with us this morning on KMLJ. Thank you.